Welcome back to the Scoop College Basketball Podcast. We are back for another conference preview, and today we are previewing the WCC, which is, I think, one of our favorite conferences. Definitely one of my favorite conferences to watch. Can the same be said for you, Kyle? Um, You know, it's definitely climbing this year, especially with other conferences that I loved in years past, probably not being as good. I think the WCC is going to climb a little bit. Um, I definitely enjoyed, uh, you know, diving into this conference, so... Yes, the WCC is one of the uh, most overhated conferences because a lot of people uh, acted up as if Gonzaga is playing no one all year, which although it's not a power conference, it's still consistently a top 10 conference, which obviously that's held up by Gonzaga. But even if they were not in it, it's still very respectable. The last couple of years, it's really improved. Um, I think the last two years, especially, um, mm-hmm. you know, the middle, the bottom, well, I won't say the bottom half, but the middle half has gotten better. So yes. that is that is true. Consistent like NIT teams, fringe tournament teams are kind of been mm-hmm. in that area. But yeah, a quick rundown of the league last season. It was ranked the ninth strongest league on Ken Palm. Gonzaga and St. Mary's tied for the regular season championship. Then Gonzaga won the WCC conference tournament championship. Uh Gonzaga and St. Mary's were the two teams to make the tournament. Uh Gonzaga Made to the Elite Eight, they lost to eventual national champion UConn. St. Mary's also lost to eventual national champion UConn in the round of 32. Um, and BYU, they're no longer in the conference. Uh, it's uh, It's been fun, but now they're in the Big 12. So only nine teams in conference this year. Like, uh, I'll even admit I accidentally included some BYU in here first. Because it's just so hard to, like, not picture them. It's, it's so hard to picture them in the Big 12, like, yeah, it's a Mormon school like that, you know. Conference realignment. Right. I mean, there's no boundaries anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, you look down to all conferences from last year, there's hardly any players back. Uh, Drew Timmy, yeah. co-player of the year, started his uh, pro career. Brandon Bajemski. Dollar co-player year also started his pro career. Logan Johnson exhausts his eligibility. Aiden Mahaney is back at St. Mary's. Tyrell Roberts exhausts his eligibility. Mitchell Saxon back at St. Mary's. Uh, Khalil Shabazz exhausts his eligibility. Cam Shelton exhausts his eligibility. Carlos Stewart transferred to LSU. And Julian Strother started his pro career. That's the first team because WCC is one of those conferences that does the 10 player first team which still doesn't make sense and we will not be doing that in our predictions we we do it the right way uh second Mm -hmm. team marcellus erlington exhausts his eligibility Keyshawn justice exhausts his eligibility maxwell lewis started his pro career fushini triore still at byu but he is no longer in a wcc and moses wood transferred to washington so out of those 15 players only two of them are coming back and uh both from St. Mary's, Mahaney and Saxon. So there is a, a lot of top players in the conference leaving. A lot of just a lot of change up top. But I think it's still going to be a fairly strong conference towards the top, which we will talk about. No, no new coaches this offseason. Every coach in WCC retained their job for now. Um, but yeah, now we're going to move into our personal uh, individual selections. And this is a this is a good episode because Kyle came into this already prepared. We're not going to be throwing out any random walk ons for the uh, freshman team or anything like no, that. Yeah, so. the freshmen in this conference are fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you do some research about them, and you can see some of these guys can really play. 
Um, especially yes. with a West Coast conference, like you know, there's a lot of good West Coast talent. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of they've got their hands on some. Yeah, a lot of those players from like California, like right. out in there, like Nevada, Washington, Oregon, like a lot of those players, a lot of good players, uh, a lot of good players like that go to WGC instead of going across the country to play in like the other power <laughs> conferences. But exactly. yeah, first of all, we will go into our regular all conference teams and. I'm going to start. I have winning player of the year. I have Aiden Mahaney of St. Mary's. I can agree with that. Yep. Is that, is that your pick as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. So I will continue down my first team. Uh, I have Ryan Nemhard, uh, Gonzaga point guard on my first team. Do you have him on your first team? Yep. Two for two so far. I have, I don't know if you're all this guy on your first team. I have Tyler Robertson from Portland. You know, I went back and forth with him. I really did, but I made the decision to put Adama Ball on my first team. Um, okay. Bold, but I've watched some highlights of him, man, and he could have been a rotational guy at Arizona. Um, and he just has so much ability. And Santa Clara is really looking for that like first scorer. Um, that role was completely empty, and I think he's just gonna really shift right into that. I think Santa Clara will be a top four to five team again. So. Could be enough to get him on the first team. Absolutely. So did you have Robertson on your second team then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Speaking about ball, I had him on my second team. Uh, someone's going to need to take a step up for Santa Clara. And like the past mm-hmm. few years, they've had crazy like NBA draft players. Not saying ball is that guy, but if there is a guy, it's going to be him. For so, sure. yeah, I, I uh, really like what he can bring in a team that, that is good, that has talent, but they don't have a go-to guy, a lot of variability with stuff. Uh so I'll move forward on my first team. I have Anton Watson. Uh I have did- Alex Dukas. Um, you know, I think he's a really important glue guy for them, but he's also a really good scorer. Like he's very efficient. And, you know, I, I have St. Mary's winning the conference. So I think I kind of gave me the edge to put him on there. Yes, I had Dukas on my second team. Really like him. I just think he's like their third option. Maybe Watson is too. But I think Watson is kind of underrated because he was sneaky, he like really good last year. He's solid all around forward. Um, in the last member, I f- my first team, I have Mitchell Saxon. I have him on my third team, actually. Um, uh, so. Yeah, no, I just think, you know, obviously St. Mary's going to win the conference, but there's a lot of good power forwards and centers in this conference that might be scoring a bit more than him. Um, yeah. That's fair. I, I, have, I disagree, but at least you're prepared. So yeah, no, I have a lot of. I think uh, with Javon Porter, is going to get a lot of big numbers yeah. this year. I think uh, obviously, I think Kelly is a much bigger scorer than I thought. Um, you know, at LMU, I didn't think he scored all that much. And I'm looking at his numbers, and he dropped like 31 game. Um, so no, they're definitely going to be relying on him at LMU as well. So yeah. So was he your final member of the first team? So I had uh, Graham Ike. I have Graham Ike on my first team. Yeah, I had him on my second team. Uh, a lot of it's injuries. Like, I'm still not sure if he's even cleared yeah. yet. That's and true. I haven't heard anything. Um, so I think if he plays how he did at Wyoming when he was healthy, he is a first team member, but just not really sure exactly how that's going to play out. But I, I really like him. So, mm-hmm. um. So on my second team, we've already talked about uh, Dukas, Ball, Ek. Do you have Leo Pepe on your second team then? 
Yeah. Yes, I had him as well. Very, very skilled, big, finesse. Big. He is. You know, he's very. He's undersized too, but like he's, he's so more skilled. a four though. I think. Yeah. I think he's going to play the four this year. He's got amazing motor. I think that's really mm-hmm. what makes him great. Is he's you know just really aggressive on the glass and you know he's a pain to to guard against <laughs> yeah re- re- expand his range last year too if i sure. remember um the final member of my first team is houston millet wow okay that's bold I, think... I know you've been high on him i don't have him on any of my teams i'm gonna be honest with you um, yeah, i think i think uh with max lewis gone i think he's a guy that true. could we're going to see how efficient he can be, you know, like that's been a thing for him in the past is efficiency. Um, You know, I think him and Javon are going to get a ton of looks like they're going to be scoring the ball a lot. So. Uh, so did you have any players on your second team that we have not mentioned? So I have steel venters, uh, my two um, shooting guard. I, I, I do think with Gonzaga, my big thing is like, there's going to be a lot of guard scoring. Like they need scoring punch and Venters can score the basketball. Um, you know, he's a really good shooter. Um, he can get you off the dribble as well. He's got good size. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a good 12 to 14 points per game guy. And Gonzaga is a top two team in the conference. So I think it's enough to put him there. I also have Mongolian Mike um, on my second team. Um, I think, for San Fran, um, you know, with Shabazz gone, again, it's a lot of scoring punch uh, gone. And I think uh, Mongolian Mike's just going to be filling the stat sheet with assists, rebounds, points. Um, he's going to be doing everything. So yes. um, I'm expecting a big year from, from him. And I have Javon Porter on my second team as well. So, okay. Yeah, I have, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, I do not have Ventures on my all-conference teams. I kind of wanted to put him there because – if you just look at the 15 best players in this conference, I think he's one of them, but also he's probably the fifth option in offense for Gonzaga. He's more, I think he'll be more of a role player. I could definitely see him making an all conference team. And I really strongly considered him being here, but I just not sure if he's going to get the opportunity and role. Like he's yeah. better than some of the I guys mean, that I have. I just kind of worry about their shot creation on the perimeter. Like they're going to have to go to him a bit. Like, yeah, I'm hard. I mean, I think he's still going to be good. Oh, of course. I'm just gonna be the fifth star in my opinion. All right. So, All right. Um yeah. So my third team I have uh Mongolian Mike. I have Javon Porter. We talked about him. Really good freshman season. Um yeah. Um let's see. How many players do you have on your thirteen so, that we haven't mentioned? My point guard, I have Dominic Harris. I think Dominic Harris is in a great spot here, right? Um, you look at him next to Juice Hill, who's kind of, you know, we can kind of debate if he's like really any good, but I think he'll be better at LMU than he was at LSU. I mean, it's hard to be. Yeah, I mean, he was good at Murray State. Right, he was, he was. So, uh, but I think, you know, Dominic Harris is really going to be like their dynamic guy. Like they're going to be looking for a guy to replace Cam Shelton. And I think he's you know in limited touches that we saw from him last year you know he didn't play a lot because they were behind you know strother and all them um he's shown some ability and i feel like he's going to be their leading scorer um you know i feel like he's going to be their lead shot creator and you know lmu i i actually am looking over the roster again i just moved them up a spot i i kind of like them more um, that I did some uh, in-depth research on a couple of their guys that didn't really jump out of the page at me at first. So I'm putting him on third team. 
Yes, I do like that pick. Uh, next to Mongolia and Mike in the backcourt, I have his teammate Marcus Williams. Yep. I'm not a huge Marcus Williams guy personally, I'm but like the good. opportunity is going to be there. I think he's a, I think he's still a high level WCC player. He was very questionable at Texas A&M. Yeah, you kind of looked two years ago, um, where he averaged 15 a game. It kind of jumped out to me. Yeah, Wyoming. When he was at a, he had a bigger role. I feel mm-hmm. like maybe we don't get 15 a game from him, but we could get 12, 13. I yeah. think it's enough to put him on third team. I have him as well. So Yeah, I mean, they lose two major high-scoring guards in the backcourt. So the opportunity is going to be there, and I think those guys can kind of both share the opportunity. Another player I have is Seiko Sisoho Jawara for San Diego. Okay. I debated whether or not to put him on because I don't like San Diego, but he's also probably their best player, probably going to score a lot of points. Had multiple all-conference selections in the big sky with Weber State. So I decided to put him on here instead of Venters. So I think Venters is a significantly better player, but Jawara might average like 15. Yeah, I can plus. see that. I was wondering if he was back or not, and you know, it's good that they have him back um, because they're going to need him. Um him and uh, Wayne McKinney are going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, between those two, um, I've known Hickman here. Um, I think he's going to have, you know, I didn't love him last year. I don't think a lot of people did, but I think he's going to have a bigger role this year and he's going to, you know, have a real opportunity to kind of grow into his own. So um, I put him here and I've Christoph Tilly is my power forward. Someone I, I like a lot. He's a great finisher around the rim um, he got a lot more run as the season went on last year. Um, as guys like um Parker Brown and things like that. Um, he wrote he was the first guy off the bench um in for him. Um Tilly has some mid-range skills, he has skills with either hand. Um he's very efficient and he's a good defender. He's got good size too. So there's a lot I like with him. I think he's gonna be their starting big. Um I think he's in for a big role this year. So I have him and then I have Mitchell Saxon. I just found out that Jawar is not even back. So that I yeah, don't know. I was about I to say. <laughs> I think he had eligibility, but he just, okay. Where so that changes go? some things. Oh, I just looked at his Instagram and he had some like international team in his bio. So we will have to reevaluate. He did not come back for his extra eligibility. So yeah, we're going to. Dominic Harris is a great replacement. Maybe. I was also, I was thinking about having his backcourt made Juice Hill there. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go with Dominic, but yeah, and no, I get it. Yeah, I I really strongly debated putting Hill there in the first place. Yeah, I did um, too. if he goes back to his Murray State form, like he was still a good passer at LSU. Um, think that can yeah, I think he'll just uh, he's not like a super athletic player, which uh, kind of caters to WCC more than SEC, and why he was pretty good in uh. OVC, so yeah, I I don't know why I had him back. I thought I heard it. Whatever. Um, are we ready to go into our top ten transfers in the yeah, conference? Okay. Number one, I have Ryan Nemhard. I mean, obviously, I had him my first team. Uh, I'm Grammy Gaves number one. I'm assuming you have Nemhard too, then. Yeah. Yeah, and I have VK too. Um, number three, I have Mongolian Mike. I have Adama Ball. Yeah, so I just think, you know, Adama Ball is going to be, I mean, maybe obviously now you probably could grade Mongolian Mike over him, but, but I think it was, by it was close. Then, 
by season's end, I'm going to have Adama Ball over him just because, you know, he's going to have a lot more offensive output, I feel like. Where where did you have Mongolian Mike? Right behind him. Right behind at four? Him. Yeah. Yeah, and I have Ball at four, so kind of consistent, even though we're not lining up exactly. We're, we're in the ballpark here. At number five, I have Steel Ventures. So, number five, yeah, Steel Ventures as well. Yes. Um, I mean, we already talked about him. Uh, number six, I have Jonathan Mogbo. You know, I was swapping him in and out. I like Jonathan Mogbo a lot. He's um, ultra efficient. He can really he's play underrated. defense. His efficiency jumped out at me. When um, he's in the game, Missouri Stage played so much better. Like, on-off splits were unreal um, for him. Yeah, no, I probably should put him on here over Jalen Benjamin. Like, um, yeah, I have Benjamin definitely too high. I'll put Mogbo at um. I'll put Mogbo at seven. I'll put. I'll put uh, Malik Thomas at six. I kind of like his upside. And I think, again, San Francisco is going to have a lot of scoring to fill. So he's going to be one. Seven, I have Dominic Harris. Yeah, okay. You know, I'll have Harris and Thomas. Yeah, I had Harris actually at five. So um, I had him high. Okay, um, let's see. Number eight, I have Juice. Uh, number eight, I think he's very underrated. I will Johnston. I think he's, um, his efficiency splits are ridiculous. Even at a UT Rio Grand Valley, um, who plays extremely fast or top three in pace every year, he averaged 14 and a half points per game and a respectable whack. Um, you know, he shot 43% from three, 45% from the field. Um, he brings some really, uh, Needed shooting, I think, to LMU. Um, I think he's uh, going to keep up that efficiency um, and be a really good player for them. So I have him at eight. Yeah, that that's fair. He can shoot, he can create, he can pass. But at, just, at the same time, I had him coming off the bench for LMU, so I don't think that opportunity is necessarily going to be there as much to put him on the list. But he's definitely a player that I like as a particularly underrated transfer in the conference. Um, and number nine, I have Lars Demon. So I have Demon at ten. Um, I, and I have Juice Hill at nine. I'm just not like all the way sold on Juice Hill. Like I don't think he can shoot. Yeah, that the, well. the LSU year is still kind of hanging in my mind. But I just, I just try to remember what he did at Murray State. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I feel like at Murray State he also like definitely uh, catered from KJ and Tevin a lot. Like you know he definitely benefited from those two yeah. guys. He's now like. The number one or number two guy like this is definitely well, they, they have they have a lot of solid guys yeah okay yeah they have kelly too but uh you know i think more is going to be asked of him this year compared to at murray so maybe yeah um but at number yeah i, I had team to nine i really he was pretty underrated effective at cal i think uh-huh. he uh yeah he's a huge body um gonna be a solid inside player for uh loyal marymount and number 10 i had jill and benjamin yeah okay yeah i have benjamin uh at six but yeah i'm not huge on benjamin because he's 511 but you know he can score the ball yes. no doubt um you know i don't know how he'll translate but again with um i mean he was like a good scorer at uab he was he was so yeah, like no, he was he's been a good scorer for a while um he's yeah. been pretty proven so i think he'll be solid yeah, and also just like situation with ball, there's a lot of opportunity in uh, Santa Clara for right. scoring. Um, breakout players. So um, you you can uh, feed us one first. 
Alright, where is my... There we go. So, I have, yeah, again, kind of debating. Um, He's going to be battling uh, Will Johnston for minutes at LMU. I have Noah Tights. Um, he's a redshirt um, transfer from Stanford. Um, he has some ability. I think he can, he's a pretty good shooter, um, from what I've seen. Um, and you can never have enough good shooting around some good players. So, um, guys like him, guys like Will Johnston are going to have some good efficiency splits. I think can get around eight or nine points a game, which is solid. Um, be, be a solid contributor on, um, a good team. So. Yeah, I think he could be decent. It's just like the same thing with uh, LMU. They have just like so many guys in the backcourt that can be solid. So I stayed away from those players. But one player that I did have, it seems like a pretty obvious breakout player, is Joshua Jefferson. Um, I honestly don't know much about him, but I know that St. Mary's Randy Mint just likes to take random like two or three-point guys and turn them into double-digit scores once they are in the starting lineup. So well, They have that one Latvian, right, who – um. Who? Um, yeah, it's that guy off the bench. Um, he's a sophomore now. Uh, are you thinking about Marshallonis? Yeah, yes. um, he's definitely another guy too that was on my radar when picking yeah. this. Um, I kind of lean towards Nick Blake from Pacific. Um, I think Pacific's another team. That, yeah, they lost a bit of scoring when um I think was it Keelan the guy who played there or was it yeah 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 Keelan Boone. Yeah, and Keelan did a lot of scoring for them. So um, they need uh, either Beard, they need Donovan Williams, or they need Nick Blake to step up. And I think Nick Blake could damn near be their leading scorer. Like, I kind of trust him over the other two guys, if I'm being honest here. Um, you know, he averaged like eight a game last year. He had uh, 20 against LMU when they actually beat LMU. Um, so... You know, he's had some big games. He's originally from UNLV a couple of years ago. Um, he went to IMG, 6'6", combo guard. Um, I expect him to average like 12 to 15 a game. Like, I think that's very attainable for him. Um, the the tools are there. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Good good size, length, stuff like that. So I think he. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good pick. I have someone else from Pacific that you did not mention. I have Mo Odom. He can mm-hmm. really pass the ball. He can really pass the ball. And conference play is his history. It was like nearly 50%, which is it's unheard of. Um, yeah, he he can really pass the ball. Scoring wasn't really there. Um, not sure if he's going to be able to get that up, but he was also a freshman. He averaged like three and a half assists and only like 1.2 turnovers, which for a freshman like point guard like that is very impressive assist to turnover ratio. Yeah, he can just really good floor general. I think he's... Don't know if that scoring jump's going to come. I think it will to an extent, but I think he's just going to – he could average like seven assists a game or something like that. Yeah, I don't no, think it would um, be crazy. Who was your true point guard from a couple years ago that I'm blanking on? He's from UC Irvine. He's on UC Irvine now, or he was uh, like – Crockwell. Yeah. Oh, Pierre Cro- he could be a Pierre Crockwell for sure. Yeah, no. Um, That game manager, rack of a ton of assists. Um, No, he's a – Definitely gives me a lot of those vibes from what you were describing. So, um, and then I, I definitely see it. Then I have Christoph Tilly, um, who I kind of explained is my other one. So, yes, I have him as well. We already talked about him. Okay. He was playing good down the stretch, really skilled inside. Um, another player I have is Deuce Turner from oh, yeah. San Diego. I liked him coming oh. out of junior college, didn't get the opportunity that he, uh, 
could have gotten was uh didn't really get as much opportunity, but was playing good down the stretch from San Diego. Would like have really missing. helped if uh, San Diego had the rosters up with uh, so yes. much roster turnover that they have. You know, I'm yeah. like, thankfully, Owen uh, mentioned a couple freshmen that I got to look up from there. So we'll get into them shortly. But um, yeah, no, San Diego's got a lot of uh, turnover for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think you're really missing much on the San Diego roster. It's just a bunch of freshmen. They bring in like a ton of freshmen, like six freshmen. Jeez. But they don't really have any. They only have one D2 transfer who's decent, but like not mm-hmm. a ton of, man. But yeah, I think he's going to have to step up. Um, Another guy I have is Dominic Harris. Um, yep. Okay. For reasons we've already explained. Mm-hmm. I try to, try to stay away from transfers, but he's also like in conference, so he's breakout in the WCC. But yeah, do you yeah, have any... When you, you said other... stay away from those guys, I took Malik off as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you have up. any other? Okay. So we are moving forward into our all freshman team. Um, let's see. I will start with Dusty Stromer. Mm, so I have um Jordan Ross. Yeah, I have him too. Um, and then at shooting guard, I have Kevin Patton Jr. From San Diego. I did have Patton on my team as well. And then at small forward, I have Aaron McBride um, from LMU. I moved him on. Okay. I didn't have him on, but he was strongly under consideration. Um, And then I have Keon Kenzie from San Diego. It's my power forward. Um, And do you have, who do you have at forward? Um, I didn't really do it super positionally. I mean, okay. I, I have Nils Cooper from Pepperdine, one of my guys. Can Pepperdine can, Romar can really recruit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're gonna. The thing is with Nils is, I will say Pepperdine is a loaded front court. Um, you know he's gonna be really battling for minutes. Um, they have um. He's more of a guard though. Yeah, like he's, a, he's like he's six six ish. Right. Yeah, I mean he's listed as a shooting guard, so yeah, I mean, his his just um his skill set is just weird for a guard. And I was just watching his highlights. He's you know, he's not really a shooter. He rim runs. He's an energy guy like his dad, like you were saying. So yes, yeah, I Cooper. guess there'll be some minutes there. Um, but um, you know, Pepperine does have a loaded front court, so I don't know where they want to play him. I guess a guard. Um, so. Uh, these his skill sets just a bit, um, you know. But if you know if the Pepperine actually wants to defend this year, <laughs> you know, we'll see. be there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I have a Junji Wong from San Francisco yes. as my uh, forward center. I had him as well. He is awesome, super man. skilled. He can really do about anything on the floor. He can like kind of shoot and kind of play some like point forward. Very yeah, skilled. no, I've seen him like being the feature ball handler, him carving out space for himself. Like he can mm-hmm. do a ton of things. Like I hate to really put him at forward or center, but I moved I moved Huff off of my team um for uh, Aaron McBride. So yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm surprised you didn't have Dusty Stromer because he is a uh I think a lot he, of come down to opportunity as well because they already have a lot um, of guys. Where is he? I don't think I may Gunzega. maybe I... okay. He's a high-ranked recruit. Like I think he's top fifty. 
That's right. Um, yeah. No, I looked at Gonzaga's preview like first, so maybe that one's the the what I remember the least. <laughs> yeah, but he's good. He's like really old for a freshman too, so I think uh, he's a guy that can step in right away. Yeah, he's like top borderline top fifty guy. Is he a guard, right? Uh, yeah, guard wing. Yeah, they're gonna need help there. It makes a lot of sense, right? You know, there's guards definitely their weakness. So yes, um. Yeah, so are we ready to get into the individual team previews? Sure thing, sure thing. So starting with Pepperdine, who finished lots in the conference last year, as we are doing it in reverse order, as we have done our previews so far. And yeah, Pepperdine finished 2-14 and 14 in conference last year, despite having talent. Um, Where do you have them ranked this year? So I think they'll do. I hope they're not as bad as last year. I really do. Um, I have them. I have them third from last. Um, I have them ahead of San Diego and Pacific. So I thought you were gonna say you had them third, and I was getting concerned. Oh, oh totally. Yeah, after so last I, year with all the talent they had, I have them at seventh as well. Um, yeah, I think they're very talented. We were both is, high on them last year. You know, yeah. disappointing. I was like high in them like this coming year two years ago, but then Lewis was too good, so we went pro. Right. Um, yeah. So looking down this roster, um, obviously you got Millette back, you got Javon Porter back, who are two potential all conference guys, like I had them all conference, so just gonna roll with that. Um you have Bubakar Kulabali, who I believe was hurt last year, but was yeah, kind of yeah. uh pretty effective when he was playing. Mm-hmm. Um you have Ethan Anderson. Uh, no, he transferred to Chattanooga. Oh. Huh. Yes. Um, I like that move for him because, you know, Pepperdine, he, he didn't get a ton of minutes last year, which is Yeah, kinda... no, his production declined a little bit. And he was pretty good his first couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it was kind of annoying to see him kind of fall out of the rotation. So it's kind of good for him to transfer out. Makes yeah. sense. They also lost Carson Basham as a guy who's a guy I really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And obviously, Mike Mitchell obviously transferred as well to Minnesota. Max Lewis got drafted, but yeah, Ethan Anderson. Yeah, a guy. I don't know what to think about Ethan Anderson. He's he's an interesting player. Like he's a limited, very limited. Yeah, offensively can't shoot, but is a solid like passer can get to the rim a little bit um, he's a slasher a two-way slasher i think is the best way to describe him he plays i, I think he's fine at point guard though like i think he's a serviceable wcc starting point guard for sure if they want to use him that way yes um so this team is very talented they also have michael ajayi off the bench who i don't know a ton about but put up some big stats oh. at, at juco um, I believe it was Juco. They have like they have a good freshman class as they, they do. always do. Um they have the like bench a couple is, six five guys. Yes. Yeah. The bench is a little concerning though. I don't I don't yeah, know. Not, dude. Maybe some of these guys will break out. You think I mean, Pepperdine's benches are I mean, on paper they have a lot of scoring punch on them. I, I kinda lack to see I don't really see that this year. Um Yeah. So I don't gone. know. I just Romar's a recruiter, not a coach. Right, exactly. That's it's kind of what it comes down to. He's going to get guys as a pros. He got Kessler Edwards to NBA. Got 
obviously Max Lewis NBA, Colby Ross was one of the best, like low-key one of the best players in college basketball for a few years. Um you want to go back to his time at Washington. Yeah, I mean I mean he had Michael Porter Jr. committed there um right. before he got fired. But yeah, he can uh really recruit. So at least there's gonna be talent. Like even if they're bad, like they're gonna sort of be fun to watch because they still have talent. Of course, and they're a fast paced team too. So Yes. Um, finishing eighth in the conference last year was San Diego. I had them finishing ninth this season. Yeah, I got them second to last. I got them um right in front of Pacific, but um, they were so disappointing to me last year. I was pretty high on them, but then I forgot. Oh yeah, Steve Lavin camp coach. <laughs> um, yeah. I had Big East bias towards him, thinking maybe in the West Coast Conference he could be an improved coach, and that just he seemed to get even worse. So I was to see. I was admittedly kind of buying into the fact that he would care, which he did not. Like I don't think I don't think he even cares. Nah, like, yeah, they had so much talent last year. And look, I will say Jaden Delaire, like just completely just being terrible, didn't help yeah. either. He also um, was out most of the season. Not like he was good when he was playing, but right, right. Yeah, they had to dip into uh, a couple guys from that Lehigh guy they had to start playing. I forget his name. Nick Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you knew the season was over. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like they still lost a lot of talent, which is, and they didn't really bring in that talent. Like, um, you would I mean, think Steve Lavin could class. still bring in guys, right? That's I mean, what he did. He did bring in a class that is intriguing, at least. Yeah, I mean, but they lost like Jace Townsend. He was good. Obviously, Erlington was really good. Like Delaire, Eric Williams. Eric Williams was really damn good. He was, he was good. But yeah, they lost all those guys. And in return, they got like a good freshman class and a transfer from Black Hill State, who was a good D2 program. So he's like, can probably play, but uh, he's not yeah, like. just defensively, especially. They just didn't, did not care last year on the defensive end at all. They were one of the worst defensive teams in the country. Like they were awful. Yeah. But, but the freshman class is good. Yeah. Patton sure. is good. Um, David Simon played for the Canadian U19 team this summer. Obviously, you're really high on uh, Kayon Kenzie. I saw his highlights a little bit and uh, definitely brings a lot of uh, athleticism. And yeah, there are a few other guys I don't know a ton about. Uh, Jimmy Oladakun, I have him in their starting lineup. I don't know much about him except that they didn't have any bigs besides him. But um, yeah. Any anything else on this team? It's just kind of a weird roster. Yeah, I mean, we're probably on paper probably the worst team, but I'm just hoping Steve Lavin has some pride not to come and last, dude. Like, please don't. stop stop buying Steve Lavin. I learned that mistake last year. They were <laughs> they were they I'm were buying bad. a stock for eighth place, man. You know, like they were bad I'm with fine. talent. They have they have significantly less talent on this team. Yeah, you know, I mean. I just don't like Pacific at all either. Like, oh man, I said, oh, that's going to be bad. A lot well, of inefficient scoring there. Yeah, I don't know. Finishing seventh last year was Portland. Where do you have Portland this year? So, you know, I don't love Portland's roster, but I love Ashley Langan. So I have them uh, sixth. I have them sixth as well. Um, 
I do love Tyler Robertson. He's awesome. You know, he, he was one of the two guys in college basketball to average like 15, 5, and 5 next to a good old Jalen Pickett. So um, there's a little stat bite for you. But no, he's um he's really he's really well balanced. Um he's a lot of skills. He's not just a shooter either. He can go by you as well. So he uh, brings a lot to the table. He will definitely be uh in for a huge year. So yes. And they they have Chris Austin back. Oh he okay. was hurt all of last year, but he was good two years ago for them. That's right. Okay. I vaguely remember him. Yeah. Yes, former Fordham player. Oh, all right, all right. Those those Fordham teams that he was on weren't really anything to see. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but but yeah, he he was good at Portland, and then he got hurt all last year. Uh, one Sebastian Gorsito. Yeah, Gorsito. Uh, he's he's good. He's he was a freshman last year. I think he's a guy that could be a breakout player potentially. Could could see a he jump. Could be starting this year for sure. Like I yeah, I mean, wasn't he starting? When was he starting? He started most year? of last year. He only played so much last year. Yeah. Um. So as a freshman, that's impressive to see. Um, they got a their front court is a little more questionable. They have like Alamami Chroma from Cal Poly. They got Yamanuchi Williams from Lamar. Um, (laughs) he's he's a good like rim protector, big, but Chroma's yeah, he's whatever. Uh, but they got a good freshman class. Okay. Um, I I don't know much about them, so. Neither do I, but um, I trust Lagan. So, yes, no, he, that that's a big thing. Shante he's a, he's a growing coach. name in in the college basketball uh, yes. coaching industry, and I I feel like he can get some decent players to, and he, he's really big with uh Europeans as well. I feel like guys um with like um a lot of European skill sets seem to like to play for him. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Portland? move to our sixth place or wait i kind of screwed up because i had byu and there we let's see pacific yeah pacific was sixth place last year seventh place last year i guess it's gonna forget about the fact that byu exists but yeah they were seven six out of returning teams i had them eighth this year you already mentioned you had them last yeah i just i don't I don't really like Donovan Williams much. Like he's very limited. Um, he can't shoot the ball. Um, his mid range is all right. Um, and then they have Tyler Beard, former Georgetown transfer. Um, he doesn't move me either. Um, he's pretty undersized. Um, and then, but yeah, no, I, I like Nick Blake. I think Nick Blake is solid. Um, he's the guy I probably trust the most of those three. But that's not saying a lot. I kind of favor San Diego because, like, but San Diego, there's, like, more excitement. Like, there's more room for optimism. With these three, like, you know, just returning a lot of mid, like, I don't know. Uh, San Diego's freshman class gives me a lot to be excited for. Um, You know, they'll be playing with house money um, all year. Um, Guys like Kenzie have high, high ceilings, and I just don't see a very high ceiling for this roster. And I just I don't see them doing a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I I do love Mo Odom though. Mo Odom's solid. I don't he's... really get enthralled with the pass first point guards really, but I mean, I guess they could use him. The score. I think the scoring will come though. I mean, he was a freshman last year. Yeah, they'll have a lot of scoring opportunities if those yeah. three guys are uh, 
you know, not taking all the shots, <laughs> which I kind of worry about. So their shot selection has not been not been uh, very good. Yeah, they Pacific runs an interesting style of basketball the past yeah. years. They just they just do not play positional at all. No, they just uh, they're just kind of there, and um, they don't have really any shooting this year at all. Like spacing of the floor is going to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, Judson Marndale can kind of shoot at the floor. Oh, I also... do They had that one sniper last year. He's not there anymore. I don't think. Um, let's see. They were. Uh, I mean, Boone was their best shooter. Or yeah. no, Luke Avdolovich. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's I gone. love Avdolovich. He could really shoot the ball. He, he could really. Nice. He shot fifty percent from three. That's mm-hmm. insane. And on um, tough looks too yeah so pacific was kind of like a good three-point shooting team last year they were i don't know that's going to continue they lose him they lose boone they lose um jordan ivy curry who didn't really shoot it efficiently but shot threes um he wasn't that good honestly um but yeah so they lose those guys um yeah i just don't see a lot to be optimistic about like i think his team's a really low ceiling um you know defensively maybe they'll be okay but like i don't really see who's going to be good for them in the front court protecting the rim like no one really jumped out at me down low they got boise state transfer burke smith who like didn't play there so i don't know if he's going to be good or not i don't know what they're going to do yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of like I like there, and I think you can see why. <laughs> yeah, they somehow they won seven league games last year. I did not. Yeah, that was surprising. Year. They they had you know Keelan was really good last year, and I've been yeah. over how much how underrated I, I thought he was last year. He developed so much as a player at Pacific, and he's mm-hmm. going to be really good for. He's a reason I like UNLV a lot. Um, because how he kind of. Uh, developed last year into a real scorer from all three levels like he was not that at oklahoma state at all so um you know he's definitely come a long way i feel like and he was a big reason for pacific success last year yes so th- those are the bottom four teams as we said earlier might have been off air might have not been i don't recall but there's a clear gap between the top five and the next four and number five last year was san francisco where do you have the dons this year Right back at five. Okay. Okay. I have them at four. Um, I I really like them. Honestly, I I know why. I I am <laughs> I'm a big Don's fan. I was the number one fan of the Todd Golden Don's team that made the tournament. Like I was watching all their games on WCC network that year. That was that was Stadium. an extremely fun team to watch. Yeah, that was We're that fun. was one of my favorite teams ever to watch, honestly. Um, I'm annoyed I didn't watch more of them, but no, they were out. There was uh, late nights watching Jamari Bouye, something that uh, you'll never get back. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like I think they're going to be better this year. Um, even I though, agree. Well, maybe not better. Better is a stretch considering they lost their two best players who were like amazing. Yeah. yeah. But they also and Zane Meeks, who was maybe in the bump. Well, maybe they will be though, because they they they're super deep. They all thirteen guys in the team can play. Yeah, I, I worry. I, I do actually. I think don't know if that's a good thing. Though. Got a little better defensively, maybe. Um, especially in the perimeter. I mean, Magbo. Yeah, Magbo's a beast. Um, and and they got you know. That's the thing with Shabazz and um Roberts is you know they're not amazing defenders or undersized. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing for them last year. So I think 
getting those two guys out automatically makes you better defense. I think Malik Thomas could probably uh, mold into a decent guy defensively. Um, hopefully, yeah. um, things like that. Um, I don't love Marcus Williams, like we've been saying, but he's gonna get a lot more looks. So, um, mm-hmm. I just think guards are their weak spot right now. Um, I kind of worry about that. Obviously, you got Mongolian Mike, but who's gonna be? I that? agree with that. Who's gonna uh, be that real scorer, right? You know, yeah, Mongolian that's one Mike thing. was kind of passing. Williams, I guess that that's the one thing that kind of concerns me. They don't have like a really like go to score, but I think yeah. guards as a group uh, is good. Like Williams, Blake Thomas, Mongolian Mike. I don't know if Robbie Beasley is going to be eligible because it's yeah, I was looking at Beasley. I almost had him in my top ten transfers. He seemed interesting. He was but, efficient uh, at um, UC Davis a couple of years ago. Yeah, his uh, his brother Ryan Beasley is an incoming freshman. He's going to be good. Okay, like he's going to be a really good college player. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Like, he's right. going to be like a good four year player. He's probably going to be all conference, like, at some point. Uh, Stefan Sidorovich can, like, shoot the ball. Like, I yeah, mean, he's... I was looking at him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I think there's just the, the concern is just there's not enough top level talent, and you hope that Mongolian Mike is that. Yeah. The thing with Mongolian Mike, I love him as a prospect. I do. It's yeah. just, I kind of worry about the Harrison Ingram syndrome, right? Where he doesn't, you know, want to go out and like average 15 a game, 20 a game when he's got a, a prime opportunity to, right? Like he wants, he needs to go out and get his own shot. Like, and San Francisco is going to want him to. I just don't think he, maybe he's not aggressive enough. We'll see. I, I actually think uh, good things that, you know, he will attack more. Um, Cause obviously Dayton was so loaded with talent last year. So he didn't really get those opportunities. Um, so I think he's going to, be a little more aggressive but obviously on paper uh you do kind of worry about the scoring from their guards group so the one main concern i have about him is that i think like for him to be really good to hold offense whole game plan needs to be centered around him i'm not sure if that's necessarily the best thing yeah we'll see um yeah he's got to be able to score three levels which i don't know if he can do like you know i don't know if he's a great three-point shooter yet i just don't know that yeah He's really, good in the really good freshman class. Yeah. yeah. Really good freshman class, though. Like it's good. Beasley and Wong, like that's a good two-man class for Grillison. For, like, sure. for sure. Wong would have been like a four-star if he was a traditional US prospect. Oh, of course. Easily. Like he he was like like and San Francisco really got him because of the uh Asian community there. Sure. Like that's why they got Mongolian Mike too. I think he like said it on record. Like that's mm-hmm. the main reason why he went there. I mean, obviously not the main reason. But like that, when you're comparing other schools, like I know Wong also was like looking at like Providence and Oklahoma. Like, I mean, nah, when you, when you look there. at like what place is going to feel more like home, San Francisco all the way. Yes, yes but Wong is going to be really good. But yeah, I mean, their bigs are like they don't have like dom. They don't have like bigs that can really like score a lot. Like the problem is like they need some guys to be scorers, but like. They have a lot of like really solid bigs that can like play. I mean, they have like Kunin, Magbo, Hawthorne, yeah. Newberry, Gigi Bria, Markovetsky. Like, they have all these guys. And I think they're almost yeah. too deep for their own good. I, I, you know, I agree with that. You know, San Francisco was like that last year too. They have all these options and they don't really know who to ride with. Right. You know, they're, 
you know, some some games will ride the hot hand, and sometimes they'll stick with the guy for too long, like you know, things like that. That's what makes being a coach hard is you got to get the rotations right. Yes, uh, number four in the conference last year was Little Marymount. Um, I had them at three this year. Where do you have them? I moved them to three as well. Yes, I really like this team. Um, another team that is very deep, but I think there's a little bit more sense of top end tier talent, especially with the Pepe coming back. Juice Hill has proven to be an all conference guy on a team that was a 17 to tournament. Um, Justin Wright, I think he's a guy that can maybe translate up more better than people think so. Um, yeah, like Dominic Harris. He's from uh, NC Central, right? Yes. Um, NC Central was like not terribly. They're like they were, well, they, they, were they, they were they were respectable. They were a sneaky HBCU team. Like they played some Power Fives, and I think in the non-con they played them kind of close. So, um, I believe it was like Virginia. They played <laughs> Virginia. It's just yeah, they're weird, but. Um, no, he's, he was a pretty decent scorer and his efficiency is solid for being a number one guy. So he almost made my top 10 transfer list, but I yeah. just leave him off. I, I almost had him too. I, I had him on there and I was like, you know, I should probably put Dominic Harris because yeah. he's from Gonzaga. He showed some ability, you know, but yeah, right. Right. Was originally on there. I, I still am really high on him. Um, Obviously, like, yeah, I, I really like this team. You have, like, Will Johnston, too, as you mentioned, like, Eric McBride, uh, Alex Merkvilladze. Like, th- this is a very deep team as well. You have some, like, real rim protectors off the bench, too, and Michael Graham and Rick Asanza. Like, yeah, their depth doesn't jump out at you right away. You have to kind of look into out at me right guys. Away. Well, I know it'll jump out at you. But, you know, for a lot of people, you know, you might not, know a lot of these guys but they're very efficient um they have a lot of good shooting here um i feel like johnston and uh tights will kind of be like justin aarons um and how he was coming off John, johnson's more of like johnson can like he can like be a point guard he can more he can create a That's little bit good. more for himself but yeah Tate's, aarons was strictly more. a shooter yes, right yes. very efficient yes. um most years um besides the yeah, one was the up and down, state but yeah. um but um, he wasn't that great last year, I don't think. Yeah, no, he kind he, he, he was a shooter that could shoot sometimes. He was good his first two years of his career, and then like the last two were they were very sus. But anyway, um, definitely, I feel like they have more shooting. That what caught my eye at first. That was my big thing with them, and then I kind of looked at tights and Johnston. So, um, yeah, that's what kind of put them over Santa Clara, who's my fourth place team for me. Yeah, the the questions here are one you have the talent. It's one is Stan, can Stan Johnson get fit everything together? That's one of the questions. The other yeah. question is can you replace Cam Shelton? That's my big thing, right? Um, because they don't other... they don't have anyone that's gonna like be like the next Cam Shelton, but they do have some guys that could like cumulatively replace him. Like you combine the production from, like Juice Hill, Justin Wright, Dominic Harris. And it ends up being like what he gave you, and they'll be just as good. Yeah. No, I feel like if there's one guy who could be close to Cam Shelton, not Cam Shelton, but it's Dominic Harris. Yes. Like, you know, I definitely feel like he's the um high ceiling guy out of the three. So yes, that definitely has a lot of potential that he is not really reached yet, but he hasn't really had a chance, and he can. Yeah, number three last year was Santa Clara. I have them fifth this year. I have them at four. 
Okay. Um, um, yeah. When you look at this roster, it's another one, just like so many new players. Like you look down my projected starting lineup. I have Benjamin Ball, Carlos Marshall only played in three games last year, like Johnny O'Neill. I did have Cafaro. Maybe I'll switch that to Tilly, but still, like he was a bench player last year. Like Tyree Bryan was is a transfer. You have some freshmen. So a lot of newcomers. Obviously, you lose a lot of guys. Like you lose Pajemski, you lose Carlos Stewart, you lose Keyshawn Justice, you lose Parker Brown, you lose Jaden Bediaco. Like there's just so many players moving on. This is our whole starting five. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, but no start. I feel like um they recycled in probably the best way that you can when you lose your entire starting five like they definitely got some talent here um you got brandon napper off the bench too um he's okay i mean i didn't really like him but he's solid um then you got carlos marshall who I, i'll have starting as well um jalen benjamin's a solid scorer um i think adama ball is gonna have a fantastic year um, and they have some good big depth again. Like, I, I love their front court depth. That's something that Santa Clara's um, been good with the last couple of years. Um, is they have a lot of good seven foot bigs. Um, you got Tilly, you got Cafaro. Um, I think there's a couple others even that I probably don't have in front of me right now. Um, uh, let's see. They have Luke McKeldon, who's an incoming freshman that was yeah. like, had yeah. some, a lot they of love recruiting those guys too. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> Um, a lot of their freshman class are just 6'10 bigs that are just really skilled. Yes. You got love uh, Johnny O'Neill. Uh, skilled, skilled, like big, skilled for, sealed, can uh, stretch the floor. I kind of like him. Okay. Yeah, it um, seems like they're a uh, type of player. Can protect the rim, too. Can kind of do a little bit of everything at the four, which is uh, a step up in competition, but I think he is a... Uh, I think he's pretty good, yeah. Um, anything else about Santa Clara? Yeah, no, I just I've watched a ton of Santa Clara the last. They've been like my favorite WCC team in the last couple of years. They're really fun. Um, that's probably kind of why I'm a little biased here, but I think you know, um, I think LMU and USF doesn't have really any. I think Adama Ball is just such can be such a force. Like I'm just watching these highlights and the the scoring punch he can give you from all three levels. The type of athlete he is, um, just an elite finisher. Um, he can really shoot the ball too. Like his shooting is something I probably will go under the radar. He's going to hit a lot of threes. He can really beat you with his quickness. Um, he's kind of what I want Mongolian Mike to be. But, but at the we'll same time, like ball hasn't that. been good yet in college. Like he hasn't, I mean, not even bad, he just hasn't got the opportunity yet. So exactly. I think they're in a, I think they're in the same position as San Francisco. Like, yeah, you want Mongolian Mike to be good, you want ball to be good, but like based on if there's one I trust like, more, it's probably a Dama ball because that's fair coming from such a good team. Yeah, no, I just think it's the type of player he is, right? It's the yeah. skill sets and the scoring that i've actually seen him be like on those france teams i've seen him be like a really prolific scorer and i just haven't really seen that same thing from mongolian mike yet in any setting um we'll see i I think ball can be good in some different offensive sets and stuff like mongolian mike is like i mentioned he's a very skilled player but he's a player that almost kind of has to revolve the offense around him in order to like really produce like you want him to so yeah 
With Santa yeah, did... Clara, though, like unlike USF, Santa Clara does lack depth. Um, they had more depth last year, um, for sure. Yeah. Even though their bench units were flawed last year, I think it's even a step down this year. So while USF is probably uh, more depth for their own good, like Santa Clara is definitely kind of shallow at the guard spot, especially. For, yeah, for... Um, especially like point guard, like you um... – Brandon Napper's probably here. Maybe, maybe Christian Hammond. I have above. I have Christian Hammond ninth in my depth chart, okay. and he would be the backup point guard. Well, that's um, good. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think they want to play Napper. <laughs> He's uh, very limited. Okay. Um. But yeah, again, the thing about this team and so many other teams recently is how do you replace Pajemski? Like, and not him, but everyone else they lost. Like like you're gonna ha- like if you want to be good i will, like, will say i think the adama ball christoph tilly duo is gonna be one to watch um you know if adama ball can really i don't know how he is as facilitator i didn't really see that in his highlights but like they could be an elite lob threat um you know you can get the lobs going you can get tilly in the low post a lot of touches i mean he's a force down there man um if they can really get that one-two punch going I think it's as effective as damn near any outside of St. Mary's and Gonzaga. So um, yeah. overall, I think they'll be a little worse than last year, though. Yeah, probably. Like they just lose so much. Of course. I, yeah, but second place team last year tied for first was St. Mary's. I saw them second this year. I, I you had them first. first. Yes, I I could have had them first. Like it's it's not a big difference really. Um. Aiden Mahaney, for what it's worth, in my opinion, is the best player in the conference. Mitchell Saxon is up there as well. Like Jordan Ross, one of the best freshmen in the conference. Like, team is good. I love so much about St. Mary's. Like, um, you know, the big thing is they return people, which the rest of the conference can't say. Like, most of the returning minutes come from St. Mary's. Like, yes. they return a lot of guys here. Bowen's back as well. Uh, I don't think he is. I thought I saw something that he was, or maybe that was someone else. But Probably maybe Yeah, maybe he's the guy that actually left. Um, what's yeah. going? So they return everyone but him and Logan Johnson, which, again, mm-hmm. by losing Logan Johnson, you get better. I, I did not like Logan Johnson much at all. Um, it, it, you talk to St. Mary's fans even. I think one of like, I think Randy Bennett's son, like, follows me. <laughs> but, man, he hated Logan Johnson. I just... I don't think he was very good. He was very inefficient, very inconsistent. Um, you know, I just I think Jordan Ross could be better from him, better than him right away. Um, you know, his ceiling's much higher. Um, I, I feel like they can get a lot better there. Um, and then obviously Mahaney, I feel like kind of tailed off towards the end of last year where he was really hot early on, which really surprised a lot of people. I think this is the year that we were looking at Mahaney to have a complete season. And I, I feel like all American. I think, yeah, I think start to finish, he's going to have just an amazing year. And I just think St. Mary's defensively is so good. I, I worry about Gonzaga's fit. Um, that I'm, we're going to get to that after this, but um, yeah, I'd like St. Mary's fit more. Um, definitely these guys that are played with each other, less turnover. The spacing's really good. Um, and I feel like they obviously have the best player in the conference. I think the star player thing is not going to be a problem um, at all. So, 
Yeah, I will say I think it's a little too hard to say they automatically get better without Logan Johnson. But at the same point, I kind of get what you're saying because a lot of opportunities open without him. Like he wasn't the most efficient scorer. Like he was a guy that could that could create his own shot and get to the rim. But at the same time, you would probably rather have Mahaney taking a lot more shots. Um, and like, I think with Jordan Ross, it sticks out to me. The ball doesn't stick with him. Like with Logan Johnson, if there's one guy on St. Mary's that the ball kind of stuck with, it was Logan Johnson. Like he would take some unnecessary yeah. shots. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and But Jordan Ross, uh, what I noticed immediately is he's unselfish. He's not going to, you know four shots and i think st mary's can benefit from that if it gets mahaney more looks speaking about st mary's do you see they got a zion sensley like he's he's a 2024 kid but you see they got him like last week no he's like a four star i think in 2024 so he won't be playing this year obviously but he is good like he is a he's like a skilled like forward like really dynamic like three four he's gonna be good yeah and obviously st mary's bench we got the lithuanian guy that we were talking about earlier he he could start too like it's true they want to start him they can um their bench is pretty solid um as well so um i think their bench i mean like like randy bennett is gonna get as much out of his bench as he wants because i mean there's not like like he's not a guy that really plays bench that much but that's right he he goes like seven guys but you know these guys can be good if they want if he wants to play them Mm -hmm. exactly yeah um, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what Joshua Jefferson does. Like obviously Him too. Yeah, no, he's an intriguing piece that I probably overlooked there. Um, so excited about him as well. Yeah. Um number one last year was Gonzaga. I obviously have them there as well. You have them second. Yeah, I'm just not you know, I, I my thing is like I love having number one options that can shot create. You know, that's my biggest thing when looking in a team. There's a guy who can close games, a guy who can create their own shot. I was a huge Julian Strother fan last year. I think um, Nimmerd can create a shot. Um, I mean, He's just not, like, aggressive enough, I feel like, at times. You know, I don't know if he's going to really embrace, like, being a number one perimeter option. You know, I don't well, think... I mean, that's part of why he transferred, you would think, because, I mean... At Creighton, like he was good, but like there were five guys around him. Yeah, but I don't think thing. he wanted to be the number one guy per se. Why would he have transferred in if he didn't want to be number one guy? Because you know he's leading, you know, the offense and things like that. I mean, you know, I don't think he's really. I don't know. He's just not number one guy's kind of skill set to me. Like his efficiency, I mean, not he really showed clear. it at times. Like, what do you have against Baylor in the tournament? Like. How like he had like didn't he have like thirty in that game? Yeah, I mean I don't know. I trust not... Mahaney a lot more than I do. But... Yeah, I think Mahaney's better, but at the same time, like Nemhard showed flash of what he could do if he actually like takes over a game and he can have the opportunity more against a little bit lesser competition. I think he's too. just more of a pure point guard. He facilitates a lot as well. So yeah, but he also is like he also can score. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, he's going to have to take on that scoring load. You know, it's one thing to actually be able to score, but, like, to actually do it, you know? Like, he's not going to be able to be passive here. He's going to actually need to be a score-first point guard, which I don't know if that's what Mark Fuehler really likes to do, which I I don't know. 
I have my questions there. Um, and then you have Venters, who's more of an off-ball guy, but he can't he can score, he can create things like that. I think the offense is best run through Graham EK. Um, if he's healthy, um, using him as a, a low block, mid-range guy, um, and you can run high lows with him. You can run honestly. I don't want to even say a pick and pop from three, really, but like, um, you know, kind of a high pick and roll, um, in, in the mid range, kind of with Nemhard. That's where I think Nemhard and Ek can be really effective. Is if you get Ek sent screens like the free throw line, um, he doesn't even he doesn't even need to roll all the way to the rim. He can just stay in the mid range, do his thing because he's very good there. Um, but if they want him to roll to the rim, that's good too. Um, and then they obviously have Ben Gregg to stretch the floor. Um, yeah. they have a lot of good, uh, shooters. So, yeah, I just worry about the number one option thing, you know, um, obviously Nemhard has all the skills, right? It's just, you know, is he going to actually be the best player on like a top 10 team? Like then that's new for him, like to do that every night, like not flashes, not, every once in a while, every night, like that's, that's a new thing. Like whether you like it or not, um, you know, Ada Mahaney did that for three quarters of the season last year as a freshman. Um, so I just think the sample size isn't big enough for me. That's my biggest concern. That's definitely a fair point. I'm also really high in Anton watching his previous stage. So that's yeah. Another reason why I, I like really Anton. Like he's, a, he's underrated too. He's great defensively. Like rim protection is yeah, like, great. Really skilled overall. I think like, can really do a little bit of everything. They like, should involve him more on offense, but, you know, that's never really been a thing with them. I um, mean, with EK, I don't think they're really going to as much. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's the thing. You can bring Timmy to EK. And, he's, uh, he's like a premium glue guy, like kind of a... Really is. Guy that's like better than a glue guy, but also does the glue guy stuff. Um, what do we think about Nolan Hickman? Yeah, um, I think he's going to get more touches this year. I think he's going to be a bit more efficient. He's going to have a bigger role, but like, he's not really enough to move the needle for me over Sam Harris. The thing is, he was supposed to do that last year, and he right. wasn't really that good. No, of course. Exactly. And every Gonzaga fan on my feet is like, oh, the comeback season, man. Oh, I don't know. But Mark Few is, you know, Elite regular season coach, so you know, maybe he's not Ben determined either. People give him too much. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I never, I never gave him. I just said he's an elite regular season. I didn't say anything. He is an elite regular coach. season coach. Um, the one oh. question for Gonzaga is they have ten players on their roster. That is crazy to me, but yeah, reading well, I mean, through the roster, I mean, preview. they lost Marcus Adams. Uh, Caden Perry retired. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I did hear about that. Yeah, he he was just injury just got the best of him. Um, and then they have that guy from Korea who I think will actually play a good yeah. bit. I could have also got like a Lithuanian out. guy a few weeks ago. I forgot his name. I don't even have my updated roster, but right, right. Um, okay. I I wouldn't expect ten out of him year one, but yeah, you have Braden Huff who I know Gonzaga. I know Gonzaga really I like likes. Braden Huff. Yeah, yes, like he's been assistant for a year. Um, love red shirts to begin with, but a guy Timmy has complimented a lot. Um, the th- battling t- Drew Timmy in practice must, uh, on both ends, must really um give you a uh, a leg up. So, mm-hmm. 
Isn't Huff more of like a skilled forward? Like a yes, he's not really a low post guy. Like from what a I hear. wing forward. Yeah, he's yeah. got a lot of perimeter skills. He's good off the dribble. Like he can, he has guard skills. Apparently, he can shoot. Um, he's a tough cover. That's why Timmy was saying he's the toughest red shirt he's ever had to guard. Um, because he brings him out of the post, and you know Timmy obviously had his defensive weaknesses. So you know I don't think he liked being out there. <laughs> Um, let's see. So do we have anything else on Gonzaga? I think that's about it. Or uh, a- anything else about WC in general? No, I think, you know, it's not a conference that really drops off a ton. You know, I think it's a bit weaker than last year, but um, the top five are still going to be very entertaining. Um, And obviously Pepperdine's pretty fun to watch out of the bottom teams. Um, the rest of the bottom teams are definitely pretty tough yeah. watching. So at least there's talent down there. Like San Diego has a really intriguing freshman class. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, Portland's always in that talent. Pacific. Even a Steve Lavin, Homer. You know, I'll watch a game or two. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. So that concludes our WC preview. Which one do, should we do next? Big Ooh. Sky? I know you love the big sky. Are we going to have to get Cravens on here? <laughs> I wish. I love that guy. Go. Um, that's the thing. Like, how long of an episode will the big sky preview even be? Like, what well, like should we combine sky. it with another one? I mean, we can just do a shorter episode. True. You know, we'd save our viewers some time. I like the big sky. I don't know. I don't know what you're hate about the Big Sky, but there are some good, good teams. Yeah, you know why I hate the Big Sky because I had to watch Montana State, Weber State, and the title. Okay, that my... was awful. It was a semifinal, but oh. that was that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. I, I watched that game, but I what I just like waiting for that guy is that they don't play defense. Like uh, the defense and the besides that game, that game was an exception. But yeah, that um, that was that was one of the worst games I've ever watched because it was super late. I wanted to go to bed. And it was it was it was such a bad game. Like nobody was making shots, but like like I can't go to bed. Like the game's not over yet. Like I gotta see you fix the And It was it was it was uh it was tough staying up for that when I almost fell asleep in the middle of that. But yeah, yeah. that was a dud. (laughs) So maybe we could do the big sky next. I can't really (laughs) think of another oh the whack. Ooh. Yeah the whack sucks though. Uh we can do both of them in next week. Yeah, we can definitely bang both of those out. The whack will be pretty easy to do. Yeah, we we will see you then. Though. We can discuss all this behind the scenes. We will be back in a few days for the Big Sky preview. Make sure to leave a like on this YouTube video. If you're watching on YouTube, give us five stars on a podcast app. So if you're listening there, and follow us to our social media would be uh, appreciated at Hoopscoop Media, Instagram, and Twitter slash X. Obviously, subscribe on YouTube. We're really building it out, getting daily videos up of our top 100 teams countdown. Go tap in that if you haven't. But yeah, we will see you shortly for the Big Sky preview. Mm-hmm.